When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's a really exciting and important time for the Black Caps. There's so much sport going on around uh, the world involving our national teams, but uh, the Black Caps, of course, have a very important mission uh, in terms of the T20 World Cup, and their first appointment is against Australia on October 22nd at a very, very packed Sydney cricket ground on picking. And uh, part of the squad uh, for that tournament, uh, instrumental in uh, playing over the weekend as well, is uh, East Sodi, of course, um, leg spinner who's been around. And I just checked uh, on your uh, statistics, Mr East Sodi. You've, you've nearly been around the, uh, the Black Caps for 10 years. You started in 2013. Yeah, well, it sounds, sounds pretty crazy when you say it like that, Smithy. I mean, I, I still feel like a reasonably young cricketer, um, as you probably do if you're a league spinner. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, before before 30, I never thought I would have played, you know, been around for 10 years, so it's funny you say that. So, uh, look, let's look at uh, the T20 side of things, Ish, uh, because that is paramount at the moment. Uh, win and a loss over the weekend. Uh, how did you feel about things? Yeah, I haven't really played um, cricket in a little bit. Um, so I guess coming together as a T20 group after a really successful tour to the West Indies um, you know, is always going to present a different challenge. Um, also, I think the conditions changed significantly over the two days. There was a lot more dew in the first game um, against Pakistan as there was um, against Bangladesh later in the in the weekend. So, um, yeah, we just had to adapt to those two different types of conditions. And I think we did it pretty well on the Sunday to win the game. And, um, yeah, Definitely, definitely could have put up a better performance against Pakistan, but um, got a chance to rectify it this week. Okay, let's uh, talk about. Uh, is that something the commentators often talk about? Uh, is due on the ball. So when you play night cricket, it becomes a factor. Uh, and I just wonder, from a spinner's point of view, can you explain just how difficult it is when it happens? Yeah, I think especially when you're trying to, I guess, rip the ball, get a lot of revs on it. When there's um, like due on the seam, it's definitely hard at times to grip the ball. So. Um, and, and I think nowadays it's starting to become a really common factor. And so, you know, guys like me, other spinners, I think we have to figure out ways to to be able to overcome that and combat it and still find a way to be effective. And, uh, you know, I think the, you, you generally think bowling sliders is probably the way to go. Um, but then obviously you're not going to get a lot of variation out of the surface or in the air. So you've got to be wary of your lengths even more. So what is, what is uh, your role as such? What, are, what do they say to you, um, Ish? Do they say, Ish, uh, look... Bowl as tightly and conservatively as you can, or Ish, just go and get people out. That's the thing. I think um, you know we're really lucky to have you know some really good containing spin bowlers that do a great job. Like Mitchell Satton has done a fantastic job over the years, uh, being both defensive and aggressive. And so 
I guess my role to complement that is to go out there and, and try to be aggressive because you know if I can get two or three wickets through the middle of an innings, then it means the guys that are batting um, at the death are on 10 not out or, or, or 5 not out as opposed to being on 70 not out and in. This um, might have dropped off a bit, Ish, uh, there. It's not coming through my headphones, so hopefully uh, the boys can rectify that in a moment or two. Yeah, Rob, Robbie's uh, just trying to trying to uh, fix Robbie that for us, mate. Furiously at the moment. Um, we've got um, Ricardo pulling all of that hair out at the moment, I can see in the background. So um, uh, have we got thumbs up? Sorry, Ish, we, jo we just lost you for a moment about, uh, about explaining your role. Yeah, so... I guess for me, um, it is definitely about being aggressive and trying to trying to get people out. Um, you know, we've got guys that can do fantastic defensive roles and have done for a long time. Guys like Mitchell Satner, I think Michael Bracewell is starting to do their, do their job really well, and as a result of that, they're getting wickets too. So that's that's a bit of a bonus. Um, but we're just trying to get wickets through the middle. So so we're providing our death bowlers guys that are on, you know, five or ten not out as opposed to sixty or seventy not out. Ish, is your, your technique, uh, is it ever evolving? I mean, are you confident you've got uh, the style you want, the action that you want now, or are we in a situation where you're just continuing all the time to, to try and tweak things? Yeah, I'm constantly looking to improve and adapt my game. And I guess for a long time, you know, when I started my career, it was all about bowling that perfect test match leggy. Um, and it was the only thing that I'd ever really focus on. Um, where I guess over the past few years, having played, you know, majority of my cricket being T20 cricket, I think it's important to, I guess, pay a bit of respect to that and, and really adapt my game to be as good a T20 bowler as I can be. Um, and so that's definitely um, on my radar at the moment in terms of adapting my game and evolving to move forward, um, especially especially in the T20 format. Who helps you? Do you have a bowling mentor in this country or even someone overseas you tap into? Yeah, I've I've had a few over the years. I think um, you know, in New Zealand we're lucky to have Paul Wiseman. Um, you know, definitely would would like to have, you know, a lot more leg spin support for sure. Um but but I think, you know, because it's such a unique art, um, you have to find ways to be pretty self sufficient. Um it's been good recently, you know, Todd Astor was, you know, moved away from the international game and, and retired but he's still you know, potentially gonna play a bit of T twenty cricket and because I'm playing for Canterbury it's great to be able to rub shoulders with him. Um, because often leg spin is such a unique art, you sort of need to bounce ideas off someone who's done it um, as well. And so that's definitely something you know, I'd like to find more of. Boys came home uh, not able to uh, win a game again in Australia, Ish, which is, uh, I guess, from outside looking in, uh, a bit of, becoming a, a bit of a factor. Is it something you talk about? Because, of course, uh, this is pretty much a cutthroat tournament. You're going to have to win on Australian soil to do that. Um, so, you know, I, I just wonder if you talked about winning in Australia. You've got around to that yet? Um, not a hell of a lot, eh? Like we're, we're sort of trying to take it one day at a time. Uh, we know that Australia are going to be really tough opponents in, in their conditions, as well as some of the other, other teams that we've got in our group. Um, but I think T20 cricket is like that. You have to be, you know, really present in the moment, be really instinctive um, when you're presented with any situations. And I guess what we're trying to do here is you know, play our best cricket in this tri-series, put ourselves in some of those situations we might see um, that we're put in in that world tournament as well and see how we respond. And 
from there, um, keep learning to get better. And, and hopefully if we're put in those situations in crunch games and world tournaments, then you know, we've got the experience to be able to manage them well. Traditionally, uh, East Australian conditions I'm looking at, and first of all, I look at ground dimensions. And my experience in Australia is that the grounds are generally quite big. Uh, by some standards uh, w with T20 cricket around the world, which uh, I would imagine is better for a leg spinner as such. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, considering I've played majority of my cricket in New Zealand, uh, you know, the boundary sizes, if you look at Eden Park, you know, I've got a reasonably short run-up being a bowler, but I'll go back to my mark and it feels like you're, you're part of the crowd. So, um, you know, Sky Stadium, Short Square, all these grounds that we play on are a lot smaller than the ones you see around the world. So I guess, yeah, going over to Australia, having the bigger grounds in terms of boundary hitting, I think, you know, presents a little bit more of a challenge for batsmen. But also, I think there's a lot more space in the field. So people tend to forget that just because it's, you know, a bit harder to hit fours and sixes, it's probably a lot easier to get twos and threes. Um, and so some of those gaps can sort of be, you know, present a chance to generate a run rate as well as just hitting boundaries. East, traditionally, when you talk about playing cricket in Australia, you talk about pace, bounce, uh, and the quicker bowlers uh, being the big factors in winning matches. I'm not sure about that these days. Uh, I see the um, emergence of uh, someone like Adam Zampa. Um, I'm quite amazed that they don't play Nathan Lyon more in white ball cricket Australia. Um, and I just see, going, looking at this World Cup in particular, that spin is going to be a massive factor in it. Yeah, you know, I think I think personally, I, I sometimes prefer a bit of pace and bounce. Um, you know, it's probably funny coming from a spin bowling perspective, but I guess you know Zampa's been really effective because he can rush the ball onto the batsman pretty quickly. So that's been his great strength. I don't think he's he's turned the ball a hell of a lot in Australian conditions, but he's found a way to to be able to peg them back, keep them in their crease, and and try to make them hit square, which is often really tough with the lines and lengths that he bowls and so you know for for bowlers I think or especially spinners a bit of pace on the ball for it to be able to skid on is often as good as you know the ball stopping and turning um, and giving the batsman less time to, to make a decision on where to play. Ish of course you've got experience of, of T20 cricket in Australia you were very successful uh, with the Adelaide Strikers but uh, it was uh, a few years back now can you tell us uh, what you think the attributes are there um, and being successful over there? I think it's just about playing an aggressive role. Um, it's just like T20 um, in most places around the world, I think if you're a league spin bowler or like a mystery spinner or something, it's about keeping them guessing, but it's about nailing that five metre length as much as you can. Um, and honestly, back in the day, you know, five metres... Um, especially if you play red ball cricket or even, you know, when I started playing cricket, you'd think it was a short length. Um, but five metres is often nowadays the best length to be both aggressive and defensive in T20 cricket. So it's almost about, at times, a back foot defensive shot is your best ball in T20 cricket. And, and I, I suppose there's going to be nothing different in, in Australia as well. You happy to bowl at any stage of the innings, Ish? Or you sort of sense yourself you've got a, a middle role? Are you happy to bowl in power plays? Yeah, like I, I was over at the the hundred earlier in the year, and I was you know able to bowl um, in the power play there, which you know I haven't done a lot of, but it's definitely something I want to keep improving on. And I guess you know trying to adapt my my run up and my um, style of bowling nowadays, you know tailoring it more to sort of T20 cricket. Um, I think it's something that's going to really help um, with being able to do that. 
but I think mainly my role at the moment is through the middle, um, especially the role that I play for the Black Hats to, to try to get wickets through the middle of the innings because that's generally where um, I think spinners can play a, a big role. Ish, I'm, I'm just looking at uh, your resume as such. Of course, you've been tried and true and stayed with uh, the Northern Brave, uh, as they are these days, um, What for coming up uh, 11 years now. Uh, but you've been around the world, man. Uh, Adelaide Strikers, uh, of course, you've played uh, for Knots. You've played for Rajasthan, Jamaica, St. Kitts, uh, Worcester, and uh, of late, of course, uh, the Welsh Fire. Uh, have you, um, like a, a two or three players we've seen already this year, uh, have uh, said to, uh, to New Zealand cricket, listen, this is the way I, I want to go. Is that something you've even thought about? Um, you know, being perhaps um, a bit of a rover in terms of uh, these T20 competitions. I mean, there's just more and more every single month, it seems. Yeah, it's definitely expanding. Um, and there's a lot, a lot more opportunities nowadays, I guess, to play outside of your, your country. Um, you know, if, if you're a good enough T20 cricketer to go away and do that. Um, for me, it's just about playing as much cricket as I can. Uh, I guess I guess the tough thing with being, you know, not not necessarily pigeonhole, but majority of my cricket I've played recently has been T20 cricket. I think, um, you know, you don't get as much game time as what you would if you were playing, I guess, you know, a lot, let's say a lot of different leagues, if you're playing more domestic cricket or if you were, you know, fortunate enough to play more than one format. But for me, it's just about playing as much cricket as I can. So when these opportunities sort of present themselves, um, in the off-season or, or when I don't have sort of um, New Zealand commitments, they're definitely things that I'd love to jump at. Um, and at the moment, you know, I'm still, you know, going to try really hard over the next few years while I'm still, you know, considered a young enough league to get back in that test side. Um, but it's definitely something, I guess, you know, as, as the world moves forward that, you know, players can start to consider, um, especially when they come to, I guess, the back end of their careers. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing. Um, and you do, it does seem like you have been around for such a long time. But, man, you're only 29, and that's a baby in terms of spin bowling internationally. Yeah, that's the thing, Cindy. I, I keep telling myself that because I feel like, you know, the first half of my career, or probably more than half of my career, my only focus has been to bowl that perfect, you know, warning type of test leggy, where I think, you know, one, um, cricket's evolved quite a lot over the last you know, wee while, where, you know, especially in New Zealand, where, you know, we've got such a great um, seam bowling lineup and conditions don't really suit. You know, am I better to sort of start to adapt my style to being an Asian type of spinner in, in red ball cricket? So if I do get the chance to play, you know, test cricket overseas, and I'm I'm adapted to do that. And I guess on the back of that, playing a lot of T20 cricket, it's about you know improving my T20 game as much as I can, and giving that a lot more time and, and respect. Um, so I can sort of when I get the chance to play T20, do a really good job for New Zealand. Uh, right, OK, just uh, looking now, uh, finally, before we let you go, Ish, uh, as uh, the, the Black Caps programme now, you've got uh, an, uh, hopefully another three games here uh, in New Zealand, uh, Pakistan, uh, uh, of course, uh, and then we've got a, a final. So you've got uh, those two games to come. Uh, then what about in Australia? Uh, you do have a couple of warm-up games before the 22nd or not? Yeah, so we've got a couple of warm-up games in Brisbane, which will be great preparation. Um, and so leading into that game on the 22nd, I think we'll be, we would have played quite a lot of cricket in terms of match play, which would be you know, great, of great benefit for our team. Um, and, and hopefully when we get to that stage, we, we all understand and very clear about our roles and, and can assess the conditions well enough to, to play a good game against Australia um, and, and hopefully start off our competition with a, yeah, with a positive note. It's going to be uh, a hell of a competitive tournament, isn't there? You go through the teams and... 
uh, everyone's got a bit of star power and, and experience to think that um, picking the finalists, uh, even now, uh, damned hard. Yeah, totally. I think um, T20 cricket at the best of times is quite unpredictable. Anyone can sort of turn up on their day and, and play a really good game. Um, but yeah, T20 cricket is getting more and more competitive. Teams are starting to become a lot more even across the board. Um, and, and so, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see, uh, you know, which teams progress towards those, those semi-final stages. But I think, you know, Australia at home are going to present a huge challenge. And, you know, we saw the game yesterday, Australia versus England. 200 played 200. Um, you know, they play a really aggressive brand of cricket. And, and so we're going to have to be, you know, willing to, to play an aggressive brand of cricket against them as well. Yeah, that's the thing. 10 and over is probably the norm. So if you can... If you can bowl your four for under 40 these days, it seems like a bit of a bonus. Plus, if you pick up a couple of scalps, uh, uh, and how much that's changed over the years. That's the thing, mate. When I started playing, I mean, even 10 years ago, 160 was par. You know, 160 was a really good score. When nowadays, you know, 160 to, to be able to chase it down is a matter of, of winning the power play. Um, and so, you know, people are becoming a lot more aggressive. 360 scorers, and so bowlers have to stay on top of it, but also accept that, you know, um, your you know, one for 24 traditionally might be as effective as a three for 35, um, you know, is what it is today. It's been great catching up with you, mate. Uh, hopefully the next uh, week goes well and uh, certainly uh, look forward to catching up with you uh, on Australian soil in a couple of weeks' time in person. Thanks for your time, mate. Go well. Cheers, Millie. Cheers, mate. Bye. Cheers, cheers man. Yeah, Ish Sodi there, of course. Um, and, uh, yeah, very, very important cog in the New Zealand wheel, I feel going into this World Cup very, very, because I think leg spin, uh, every uh, side that is competitive uh, in this T20 World Cup will have a good leg spinner, and he is our trump card in that regard, so wish him uh, all the best. Sorry about the noise, my neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck, low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.